This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Blue Kool-Aid Drinkers! <laughs> we are back! We are back! <laughs> and that, and I am pumped up because training camp has officially started, and we are ready to start talking a, a little b- about actual football going on, albeit practice and no pads until Friday. But nonetheless, we're recording this on Wednesday, July 26th. There'll be a lot more news, I'm sure, even between now and when this airs uh, tomorrow on the 27th. But nonetheless, we have football back. We are practicing. We got games coming up, all that good stuff. We're going to be talking about what we've heard so far from training camp. But before we do, I'll just introduce the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. So I'm Big Z. Let's get to the other two. We got Rud Dog. Yo! And you, Jay. I I just got finished doing 100 up-downs. I was so excited about this. Let's go, baby! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, you saw the videos? Uh, oh, usually, yeah. if I'm doing the up downs like so uh, from so that we saw last year in Hard Knocks, I love it. <laughs> all the coaches out there, nothing's changed. You gotta love it. They, you know, same messaging, um, all all those good things. Uh, but man, training camp is back, and there's already a lot of storylines emerging. Emerging. Um, but first of all, CJ Gardner Johnson, how do you guys feel when you heard the news and he went down? We've been talking to this guy up all off season, how great of a signing it was, and it sounded like he could have been out for the year potentially. I was a little like, oh boy, but like, you know, at least it's early. Like, if it's going to happen, right? Like, before, like, the very first day of camp or whatever. But yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. that sucks. But luckily, I didn't get too excited and heard the. The turnover of the band. Yeah, by news. the t- by the time I heard the news, yeah. they were already saying it probably wasn't that serious. So I was wasn't too panicky about it actually. So it sounds like he'll be good to go. Sounds like he'll be good. But you to know, go I felt. Season. Yeah, unless just uh, I also felt that uh, that just made me think. I'm glad we drafted <laughs> Brian Branch yeah. in the second round. <laughs> True. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Lions are like a few injuries away from not having a lot of depth at that position, uh, I, but they do have more depth there than they did last year. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. By oh far. hell yeah! I mean, like, and that's including like some young up and comers who might uh-huh. be, I think, not so surprising show ups this year. Like that Starling is that the yeah. kid's name? Starling Thomas. I'm really excited to yep. see what he's. I have a good. Like, everything about him sounds like he might be like Tracy next Walker Jerry back. Jacobs, Let's not forget that too, if not better. Yeah, Tracy baby. Walker, Kirby Joseph, Will Harris, uh, Brian Branch, Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, uh, uh-huh. Ify Malafonwu. Like we got, and I actually, I heard Savion, like Savion Smith. Like we got, like, and like those are like you're starting to get to the bottom of the barrel with Brady Breeze and Savion Smith, but like still, like I'm they're even producing a camp so i'm just saying i i'm not panicking at all i feel really good about where we're at it just seems like the attitude of that secondary is just with it being not just serious the switch almost they're, they're they're getting that cocky demeanor and 
CJGJ just really pumped these guys up, man. Jacobs is is I've never seen Jacobs mm-hmm. as cocky as he is right now. He's he's feeling it. So I think these guys are gonna be uh they're gonna be wired, man. Yeah. They're they're gonna be ready to go. It's gonna be awesome. I think so. Especially with what they've added up front in the front seven. Absolutely. And the Lions have something um that I, I I love for training camp, and I think I know this coaching staff loves. There's a lot of yes. competition going on. Uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of depth. A lot of guys not only fighting for roster battles, but fighting for starting position. One of the big battles that we're seeing right now, it, you know, you, you can't assume that Vi, Big V Vitae uh, is going to be the starter no. at guard, uh, especially mm-hmm. with his history, injury history. And it appears that it is a very very open competition between him and Graham Glasgow. Um, for that second guard position opposite of Jonah Jackson. So uh, I, do, you, do you guys have a preference on who wins that battle, or do you, or do you want to wait till I the uh, I personally to like to see a healthy Corby Big Corby uh, If he's healthy. I know he, he missed a couple practices, or or maybe the last practice, just because uh, no one really knows. But uh, I'd say all things being equal and him being healthy, I'd take Big V uh, over Glasgow. Although I wouldn't mind seeing Glasgow either because uh, I liked him when we had him before. Would love to see him play again in a Lions uniform. be a lot of fun. But uh, Big V would be my favorite, I would think. Yeah, remember Big V was considering retirement, took a massive pay cut to come back to the Lions uh, for another season. So he, he is playing with a lot of yes. pride uh, coming back this year because he, he, he was he was considering retiring, ending his career. Uh yeah, I mean, Red Dog, do you, do you have any thoughts on this position? Battle? I mean, I guess Big V, but probably mainly just because of his relationship with Sewell, and it'd be nice for them to have like a good year together while we actually have the rest of the team in place, unlike the first year he was with Sewell. Um, but I mean, honestly, my favorite would be if like Corby so- Colby Sorsdal came out and like locked it down somehow and like showed he was won the spot. If like our rookie won, that would be way more encouraging than anything, honestly, and that would be like set us up for future success in indefinitely kind of thing. So, I mean, I like all the guys, and I just want to see the best guy, you know, the best player win. So I don't really have like a real strong preference. I note though, have you guys heard I, anything I, on Sorzel the stuff yet? I've been reading is that he's he's getting noticed. He's definitely getting noticed in camp. Yeah, uh, doing pretty well. For good. For good or for bad? No, he's getting noticed for good. For for being good. So uh, it looks like this kid's got a lot of potential. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him be in the lineup one of these days. But uh, we'll see. If he wins the job outright, God, that'd be freaking awesome. He locks it down. (laughs) He's going to have to be pretty good. To me, that would be ideal, honestly. Because then you have him and Sewell next to each other, like two giants. Like, oh, my God. I mean, Spy Ties giant too, but I just like the youth and the fact that we would have a guy developing while being already good, which is usually a pretty nice spot. If you to ever be. see the interviews with Sorzal, you got to watch Definitely. this guy. He's, he's pretty funny. He's he's a pretty interesting guy. So check him out if yeah. you haven't seen it. All right, we'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye. Uh, just a quick update on the injuries slash uh, who's practicing right now. Marvin Jones is not practicing right now. Neither is Emmanuel Mosley, who's on the pup list. Um, Hendon Hooker also, although the lines have been very open about Hendon Hooker, he's pretty much like got a red shirt year in the NFL. Um, just a learning year. He's they're not planning to play him in the preseason, and he's probably not. Uh, 
barring like major, major catastrophe at the quarterback position, he will not be playing at all this year and just learning how to operate an NFL offense. They're basically they're grooming him to be the long-term backup. Uh, they're basically giving him the JMO treatment, though. Like they're they're, they're being ultra cautious yeah. with him, right? They yeah, and I mean that that could also be you know that's why he fell the Lions in the first place because of his injury. Um, so the Lions be getting good value in the long run. Um, so CJ Gardner Johnson, we mentioned him. Uh, he he should be back in a few days. Actually, they said so. People were worried about. A season-ending injury, and now being back in a, a few days, not too bad. And JMO is also out uh, for undisclosed reasons. Um, Big V uh, injured late on Tuesday. Un- mm. Unclear what his injury is. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's not his back. His back is what yeah, kept yeah. him out all last year. Lions He's probably and done the back injuries the do not mix well historically. Um, no. And then Brian Branch, uh, he was out. A practice too. He didn't appear to suffer an injury, so it's it's unclear why he's out. And then Tom hmm. Kennedy was also injured on a catch over the middle uh, with Jack Campbell defending yep. him. Down the yeah, seat. I heard about that one. Yeah, <laughs> so there's uh that that's kind of the the big list of injuries and who's practicing and who's not. But at the same time, when those guys are out, like a Marvin Jones, that leads to other people getting a chance to step up. A guy like Mar- Antoine yeah. Green, for instance. Uh, who, who's taking reps mm-hmm. with the ones today? Your thoughts on for this? Oh, and actually, before we get to that, I want your thoughts on the Lions trading a seventh and a conditional six for Denzel Mims. I don't think we got a chance to talk about that on this podcast yet, and I forgot. Oh, I, I was meant to lead off with that and the thoughts on that. But Denzel Mims is also part of this receiver conversation. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give that grade an A because I'm a big Denzel Mims fan. I think. The quarterback situation was horrendous in New York. I don't think he ever got a really good chance. This guy would be the second fastest receiver on the roster per recorded 40 time for the combine besides Jamison Williams, and he's only a tick behind him. Uh, and he's But he's got the size uh, as well, uh, and he was immensely productive in college. I think the ceiling is really high in this guy, and for what the Lions gave up, which I don't think was much. I they think- risked nothing. Uh, yeah, very, very, very low risk. Uh, but because if he if he doesn't make the roster, there's like no hit at all. Right. I don't think they give up. Anything. It was a risk, basically a risk free trade. Yeah. I mean, they weren't going to get him in waivers, and so they they really what they traded a seventh round for a sixth round or sixth round for a seventh, whatever. It's just ridiculously mm-hmm. ridiculous. There's nothing. Clearly, uh, his time yeah, was maybe, up you know, in New York. <laughs> So what? I mean, what do you guys think? Do you, do you think he makes a roster, and do you, uh, do you like his chance. upsides? I mean, I love the upside. That's obvious. I mean, with, and with Ben Johnson, new environment, this Lions team, and the personnel, and just the entire culture here, I think could draw will likely draw the best out of him. So I mean, I love it. Like <laughs> a high upside, low to zero risk trade is like always a win, right? Like you just get to kick the tires <laughs> yeah. on a on someone who might make some serious influential plays for Yeah, the Lions so, have had yeah, a little luck uh, with uh, uh, projects like that, uh, revival projects, if you will. Charles Harris was a uh, you know, former first-round pick who fell out of favor. Um, Kowalski was yeah, the same way with Atlanta. The you know, they changed the scheme on him. All of a sudden, he fell out of favor. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Jared Goff, for that matter. But Kowalski. I mean, Kaminsky. You know, they've yeah, had a little – I know. If we have any new listeners, we have no idea well, that's, what he's talking about. 
<laughs> that's why I think I love this. Like that's why like, the Lions are set up for greatness because they are the people who develop talent. So it's like you can't when you can develop talent, you can find all kinds of people like players in the league who are looking for a chance to you know find the right situation. And NFL coaches mm. love nothing more than saying, "I can <laughs> fix this guy. I can be the yeah, one right. that gets this guy to reach." That's like women when they marry men, right? Like women when they marry men, they can fix this guy. He's got so much potential. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe UJ. I mean, make an analogy. I don't know. Exactly yeah. like that, UJ. <laughs> coaches, NFL coaches are basically just women looking for a man. <laughs> to fix. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh my goodness! Well, um, anyways, thanks for explaining uh, to the uh, <laughs> listeners too about uh, Kowalski. Yeah, appreciate that. Love it. Yeah, well, Kaminsky, um, yeah, Kowalski. What what's the difference? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um none. So, uh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> He's. <laughs> Wait, boy, you really derailed big You lost me on my attendance. Who is playing? Okay. Um, there's something that's come out that's really excited me, and this is something that we talked about in the last episode about what we're looking at training camp, and that is Jack Campbell taking on more yeah. leadership, taking on more reps of the ones. Um, and the exact quotes I wanted to see are coming from Anzalone, just about how Dan Campbell... Learning to grasp the, they already say he's smart. He's pretty much got the offense down. It's a matter of just confidence, like just built yeah, every day. Does he have the you defense these guys, You build your confidence each and every day as a rookie. Yeah. Um, and it'd be more beneficial, I think. Kelvin Shepard says it's an open competition for starters. I mean, I, it'd be shocking if Anzalone wasn't the Not starter. But they like to say that UJ. stuff, you know. They got want to build the competition. But Campbell has looked great in the run so far in practice. Now again, no pads yet. But he's also looked very yes. good in the pass as well, which is really exciting. If you can yeah. build on that. Um, which was to be expected, you know, I think. This guy might exceed any expectation by the mainstream media. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I think, like, I love what I'm seeing with him, but, like, that whole room, honestly, might be my favorite camp battle right now because it's, it's really interesting. It's so deep after him. Like, you got Campbell, Anzalone, Barnes, Rodrigo, uh, Mabin and that uh, I'm probably missing someone, but that Trevor Noah's yeah. kid really intrigues me camp, too. Yeah. Um, know. and yeah, I mean he's his his size speed combo, but like that room, like it's gonna oh, be yeah. so interesting to see how it fit falls. Uh, I think Jack, you gotta expect Jack to be a day one starter. I, I honestly predict it's gonna be him and Anzalone as the initial yeah. two that step on mm. the field. I think. I just think Jack's going to be just that good because it's going to be really hard because I think Barnes and Rodrigo are also both going to have really good seasons, <laughs> but just not as the yeah, starter. This whole, yeah, and there was talk about like how how do you get Rodrigo out there if he's not one of the two linebackers? Can you play him somewhere else, like rushing on yeah. the edge? I don't know. Uh, well, he allegedly is working better in pass coverage. I mean, you can use him as a weapon. His speed, his size, like. You can, you know, you, he can do some coverage things, not ideally because of his height, but he's quick, so he can keep up with a lot of dudes. Right. But, like, as a blitzer, as a run stuffer, as just a rotational guy, 
Yeah, you can find reps for a guy like him. Same with Barnes, especially if he's developing like everyone seems to think he is. Like, you're gonna find roles for those guys. You, you got to have to be able to spell the starters, and and there's different s- scenarios where their skill set might be better than Anzalone's or Campbell's or something. But uh, they'll find place for him. And like they even Anzalone was talking about that today. How like uh, Shep finds a way to put these guys out there. If, like if they can play. They'll find and like even if it's like in a certain only like scenario or rotational role or like if there's there's reps out there for him they'll he'll find them, and I think those guys will definitely find right. a way on the field. Gotcha. I agree. Yeah, I mean, uh, UJ, who do you think is is our two starting linebackers? Uh, I'm gonna kind of go with uh, mm-hmm. Campbell and Anzalone. I think that's just gonna be. Um, Yep. Uh, Rodrigo and Barnes will see some playing time, as like you said, rotational, like Rod Dog was saying. But uh, starters are going to be, I think, Campbell. I don't think you can keep those two guys up the field. Uh, yeah, but but what I find interesting, I'm just going to throw this in a little bit that, that with their scheme now, they're talking about, you know, these edge guys are going to be dropping back into coverage. Our linebackers going to be rushing. We got uh, what's our new safety's name? His name's escaping me right now, but. Uh, uh, no, CJ GJ branch, uh, or branch. They're going to be using him as like a third linebacker or a fifth linebacker or whatever. Right. Yeah, he's going to be playing up in the box a lot. It's going to be real interesting to see how they right. schemes right. some of this stuff well. with the talent they have now. But uh, to answer your question, simply though, yeah, yeah I have a weird feeling. Br- only I think are going to be the two stars. Sorry. All right. I like it. Another guy that's been getting some first-team reps is Broderick Martin, the third-round defensive mm-hmm. tackle. Um, no, I don't know. You know, some of these guys, they just want to get first-team reps to see how they look. Uh, but it's still, you know, good to see uh, me competing. He knocked down a couple passes, I've read as well, in some of the red zone drills. Uh, so maybe some good awareness there that we didn't necessarily see on film before. Uh, it was kind of funny. Did yeah. you see Seth Fell talking about him? Yeah. What, that he needs to get taller? <laughs> He's like, no, yeah. Sometimes like, oh, he's like taller. He's like looking like a little big brother almost. <laughs> Martin's a big dude. He's a monster. So if he's batting passes down already, that is a really good sign for someone like him. Because I don't think anyone's expecting him to actually get to the QB all that much. Mm-hmm. But if you can be influencing passes without getting to the quarterback, yeah. that is huge. Yeah, that's good. Kind of. Definitely. And uh, that's, right. that's just a, kind of a knack thing, too. You know, like it seems like some linemen just sort of develop a knack true. for it. For, well, he, JJ Watt, he's the first I'm one that sure comes to mind, of. but there, there's plenty of other guys, too, that are just have a way of doing that. But, uh, yeah, sure. that'd be nice. Be a nice development. It is an art. It is an art. Um, and a big reason why NFL scouts and such like tall quarterbacks to get over those guys because you see it all the time in these replays and such uh how close so many of these quarterbacks are coming to hitting those arms in front of the mm-hmm. the line when these guys get their hands up. i mean because these are nfl defensive linemen they're all six four six six or above and they're all super tall getting their hands up there um it's truly a skill to throw around that um, yeah like, and even if sudfeld's struggling yeah. he's six six like, right, yeah, exactly. But and a guy, and a, a also, why a guy like Baker Mayfield doesn't do as well, right? <laughs> um, 
You, also, you I heard something? that it wasn't just Martin, right? It was like other people. There were there were yeah. like multiple knockdowns by the whole D line. I think it sounds like they're kind of stressing it. So it's a good uh, good focus. I like it, especially yeah, with it, the height we have on our D line. Like absolutely, we have so many tall dudes. Like Hutch six seven, Kaminsky six five, Broderick six five. Freaking and just as a note, yeah. we, we this um, is no pads, yeah. no pads. So we're, yeah, but that's why that's like truly seeing it. But yes, getting a hands up or something you can measure now though. So for sure, for sure, good stuff. Wait, did Um, you see the the defensive line breakdowns on how they uh, were doing starting and like rotation at the ends? You can Uh, the team. You can inform me. Yeah, um, it's uh, Hutch and Charles Harris are the starters, and then it was. Mm. Romeo Quara and John Kaminsky were the backups. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was Kaminsky and Pascal, and then Romeo right. Quara and James right. Houston on the thirds, with Julian Aquara getting split time, which just kind of confirms that he's sort of that last man hanging on right now. <laughs> um, I think that he can change it. It's still early, but uh, the fact that he's getting the last odd ends, um, I just think that's an interesting lineup. Uh, Charles Harris being the number one across from, I guess that was what we he was at the start last year, right? He was the right. one. Well, and he started off great. Yeah, so well, because well, Cora was a one, right? And then hurt. Cora wasn't healthy to start the season. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, it was Charles right. Harris. Remember, he had the safety against uh, with the Commanders, was it? You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but uh, yeah, so in Houston, third string, which is like damn. But I mean, it's all fluid right now. Right, I mean, Houston's got a long way to go, uh, at least compared to last year for his run game stopping. Uh, mm-hmm. He was not good in that, but he's a, an elite pass rusher, uh, no but kidding. a subpar uh, run stuffer. But I think he, 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 he wants his game after Patrick Willis coming out. He does out. seem like one of those guys that just works his ass off. What about off, Patrick Willis? Though. He's trying to get better. Houston, he really seems like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because he, uh, he. No, that's right. Go ahead, sorry you did. Um, no, he came when he was before he went to uh or I think it was before uh what's his name? Showtime, uh uh the cor- the coach at uh who coached him. Yes, thank you. Dion Sanders. Before Dion recognized his potential as an edge rusher, he his guy he looked to was Patrick Willis. He saw himself as a full three dimensional, you know, all down linebacker. Uh, but that wasn't his strength. Uh, but it sounds like he's still really working on that. And if he can develop that side of his game, because you see some of the stuff he can do. Like maybe he wasn't great in run support, but I still can't keep that play out of my mind when he came up and closed on uh, freaking fields rolling out oh, to yeah. the flat yeah. that one time. From depth, when Absolutely. he just shot into the backfield like a freaking rocket. Like. That kind of shit, like that translates. If you can, that like reminded me of like Troy Polamalu or something. Like that's special. And if he can just get the rest of his instincts and just kind of see the field, like this kid's upside is so tremendous. Well, I have no fear that he's going to make the team. <laughs> <laughs> Our problem with him is how long can we retain him because we cut him at, on his office rookie contract last year. <laughs> so. We had to re-sign him, so I don't know. Like, I think he's going to come up for a contract pretty soon, if I'm not mistaken. 
Is it after this year? Um, I, I, I can uh, look that up. I don't know what we resigned him to. But, um, I think it was very much at the time because <laughs> he was still just coming back. You asked Justin Fields, did you guys see that uh, Cole Komet got four years, wow. $50 million? I, I just think that's Cole? too much. Wow. Uh, a tight end, the tight end for the Bears. Not even like the most like elite tight end. Well, like, Travis Kelsey end. is probably like one of the few that weren't that, but he's more of a wide or receiver. Or like him or Kittle or something, maybe. Like, I just wow. like seeing our <laughs> opponents overpay at stupid Yeah, positions. for sure. Um, I mean, he's a good player. Out, they also did it um, inside linebacker this offseason, too. So uh, I like to see that they're not using their money wisely, which is encouraging. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> um, let me look it up here. Uh, so we got uh, contracts, contracts. I'm on overthecap.com going over to the Lions. Um, well, I'll give you. I'll I'll update you in a moment on that, but I also wanted to bring up uh, um, Amon Ross and Brown. Yeah, uh, this mm-hmm. is he going to take even the next level this I year? Think so compared to a pro- couple of years, can he be the top wide receiver for yards this season in the NFL? Or do lines just spread it around too much? Well, they do like hmm, to spread I the think ball around a lot. It sounds like they're going to start utilizing him with more with deeper concepts this season and i think that's the big thing you have to take some shots with him otherwise i don't know but like anything's possible with him it's hard to put a cap on his potential uh i see like jerry rice level potential in him like he could be one oh. of the all-time greats not i mean like he's not the most talented this is drinking the blue kool-aid this is drinking the blue kool-aid i'm just saying like he has that kind of cap like he because he because like he's not freaky like he's not like a Calvin Johnson who's like six five, like a built like a DN, but that also results in you getting destroyed by safeties and linebackers all the freaking time. Like he's built well to like have a really long career, like Jerry Rice did, and he's got that just dogged, just determinate work ethic to like that. I, I'm not going to bet against this kid no. achieving the highest levels. You see a picture of him that he's too good in camp. He, mm. he, he's jacked, man. I mean. He's getting so much better every year, oh, and, yeah. and he, he's so dedicated, and so his work ethic is, I don't think there's anyone mm-hmm. that even comes close to it, and uh, he just wants to be the best. He desires to be the best. He craves being the best, and yeah, I see nothing but good things, and also the good thing, early word in camp is that the uh, him and Goff are like on the same wavelength, man. They are just like, you know, an avatar when you mm-hmm. put the freaking braid on the tree thing, you know, like that. <laughs> He does, they don't have any braids or anything like that, but if they did, they would be like putting them together. <laughs> Are you saying they were having, they're like having sex. avatar like sex? Being on the same wavelength, you know what I mean? Their mind they're linking their minds. Like that. <laughs> I yeah, got you, yeah. Jay. I got you. My Thank mind you. is not Thank in the gutter. You, but uh, yeah, they're they're hitting really me. good right now. Uh, so it's good good sign. Good sign for things to come, I'd say. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I see. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I and I got an answer on James Houston for you, free agent after this year. Yeah, see, like that's that kind of is hard because we're so going to have to pay him a lot earlier. To him. <laughs> it was so. I mean, if he produces again this season like he did last year, I doubt we keep him on his rookie contract anyway. Uh, if like, I mean, if he if he builds on what he did last year, like if he let's say he actually his stats project, you know, across this season and he's putting up like sixteen sacks or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that boy's going to be hard to hold on to on a rookie contract. He's going to want a yeah. deal. Uh, <laughs> you know, so like, cause that's elite, 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 uh, production. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it might've hurt us, but it might not have mattered at all in the long run. We'll see what happens. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a bad problem to have if he goes off this year. Nope. Not <laughs> a bad problem at all. Not a bad <laughs> problem at all. <laughs> Gosh. Um, you know, it's funny. And we mentioned the author and so far, and we haven't mentioned uh, a guy that's been Tearing it up again. We haven't gotten a pads yet, but yeah. Sam Laporta uh, continue just looks P. really good um, in this offense. And be, I, I mean, I've read like he missed a couple pass blocks, um, but his receiving has been elite uh, compared to what the Lions have had in the past. I, I, like th- this is kind of like what we hear about T.J. Hawkinson in the off season too, uh, from the tight end position. How good he looked. Uh, so carrying it over the regular season, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think he's going to be better than Hawk was, but mainly because we'll of his see. speed and his route running. Is that the Kool Aid? Uh, is that the Kool Aid speaking? <sighs> no, I think he's a better athlete. I just think he's a more gifted athlete all around in ways that Hawk just not like that. Hawk is by any like measure a slouch. I just think Laporta is better. Uh, like he measured better. Uh, his agility and break tackle ability is just better than Hawks ever's been noted for. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just think he's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, do we think we see him a lot? Do Do we think we see him down there on in three downs uh, consistently to start off the season? Uh, or is he going to be there in third down nah. to start, then work him in more to early downs? Uh, um, oh, I mean, where, I think he'll be. Run. Oh, you mean we'll see him on all three downs, or right, he'll yeah, be out there down, all three downs? Down. Yeah. I mean, I think there'll be such a rotation that I don't think he's going to be like a getting every snap on offense type guy. But uh, I do think he'll be viable on every down. Do you think we see more yeah. two tight end sets yeah, I do. this year? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, especially with him because I think he'll split out as a wide receiver and stuff. His ability, he could run easily run routes out of the slot. Like with his quickness and stuff, I think he's going to be utilized in ways that will still, you know, leave roles for Brock Wright and James Mitchell to play. Yeah, you know, without being redundant. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to see. I mean, we we've talked about him a lot, uh, Sam Laporta in this offense. What he's going to add. I talked about what I think he could provide over the middle, and we and we mentioned last episode. Uh, the the screen game also opens up a lot more with him and and then you throw in Jameer Gibbs too I mean this yeah defenses are gonna have nightmares defending this offense this year I still think that's like the thing I I, I may have mentioned it before I don't know sometimes we've talked so many Lions conversations sometimes I forget if it, I talked about it on the pod or if <laughs> to someone else but uh, I still think one of the underrated things is what he's gonna provide as a blocker in space to free up someone like Jameer Gibbs mm. like. His with his athletic ability, like he can get out there in space, and that was like one of the things they noted, like right on the draft. Someone like talked about how 
he's like an underrated blocker, and I think that'll be <laughs> uh, one role where I think he shines a bit. Maybe not necessarily like you know great at like yeah. doing like straight up blocking like as like a pass blocker or like as like a you know just running up run blocker off the line but you know like pulling out into space taking out like cornerbacks or safeties that kind of stuff or pulling through the hole uh you know he's built like a sort of like a fullback a little taller but absolutely and, still. and one of the reason lines got tj Hawkinson at the 10th overall is because he's supposed to be an elite blocker and i mean we've know so many times on this podcast but he never was that um, so they're not really losing much in that regard at the position um, in terms of the blocking skill. So I do think he could be better t- than TJ Hawkinson as well. For a dog, I'd agree with you. Yeah, I'm, I am excited to see what Mitchell does this year, though, because I think he's one of those kind of untapped resources where he's got some serious upside as a mismatch weapon, big and fast. Yeah, as he is. Well, he was injured last year, you know, for part of the year, and. He was making a comeback from a knee injury, so uh, right. see him fully healthy, see Pascal fully healthy, see some of these guys fully healthy that weren't before. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many positive things happening right now with this team. It's 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 almost Seriously. hard to pinpoint what the Just, the best thing is going. <laughs> it's it's all and that's good right now. And that's why talking about like Jamison's suspension and stuff just doesn't really sit too heavy. I feel like over this team, I feel like it's just something they have to deal with. And it's, you know, it is what it is. Next man up. And there's so many men to yeah. step up that like whether it's the receiver room itself or the tight ends or the running backs, there's just too many weapons on this team to, you know, be too worried about any one. Definitely. Definitely. And one of the more fun comments I saw out of uh, training camp so far was from David Montgomery, actually. Talking about Ben Johnson, how he has learned so many different things about offense that he never thought of so far in his four-year career. It speaks to two That's things. Awesome. First of all, the what we already know about Ben Johnson, really smart guy. Um, people speak highly of him. But second of all, the Bears' <laughs> offense sucks. <Yeah. laughs> uh, if he's learned all these things that, you know, I, that, I think that just speaks to how poorly run that uh, – that coaching staff has been in David Montgomery's time over in Chicago. So I thought that was just a fun comment yeah. that spoke think how lowly about the Bears uh, without saying so directly. Um, <laughs> and then also highly of the Lions, like a win-win comment for me. Well, I, th- I have a feeling like uh, not to like downplay the diss against the Bears, but uh, I have a feeling most people who come into contact with Ben Johnson will find – themselves illuminated on offensive schemes in the nfl because like even people who know football like it sounds like this Mm -hmm. dude just has another level of just understanding of the game and stuff and like i it sounds like we're gonna have a hard time holding on to him like i would have have we talked about it we might have mentioned it but like the whole zach thomas or uh yeah zach thomas like talking about how brilliant ben he saw ben johnson like brilliance back like when he coached with him on another staff and stuff and like when he was just coming up like this dude has his brilliance has been noted earlier in his career like there's a reason he was brought on to the lions and dan campbell brought him in because he's like he's was he's been like a recognized as an up-and-comer Zach Thomas, the old linebacker from Miami? Yeah, I like, think so. I, I No article I've read has clarified what Zach Thomas – he's a coach. Well, he did still work somewhere in, in the Miami league. So is Zach Thomas – I think. And, uh, well, like, what happened was awesome. 
Yeah, like he, he, so he knew Dan Campbell and he knew Ben Johnson and like already kind of saw the potential in both of them. Oh, oh no, Jared, he knew Jared Goff. He coached Jared Goff as a quarterbacks coach for during the Super Bowl run. And uh, anyway, like I, we, this story is a little old because I we might have talked about it, but it was like the whole uh, they had their weekend off a few weeks back, and Zach Thomas and Jared Goff were going to meet up as friends. Oh no, Ben Johnson and Zach Thomas were going to meet up as friends and have a like dinner in la or something and then jared goff was free too and ben johnson found out so they had they took the whole weekend together canceled his plans with zach thomas and they just dove into every aspect of the lions playbook and like just dissected it ad nauseum with like a super structured schedule and everything you didn't hear the story yeah it's freaking awesome to me like that's another reason to just be so psyched about this season that mind meld you want to talk about the mind meld that's really going on on this team it's ben johnson and and jared goff that's what's really going to be the engine of this offense this year and i like the fact that they're putting in that kind of work voluntarily like that just gets me so damn excited excited there red dog look pretty excited damn (laughs) <laughs> oh, he safe. does absolutely uh i typed in zach thomas ben johnson on google uh i did not get any articles but i believe you rod dog i uh <laughs> i like that story thanks z <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I myself <laughs> yeah so share it on your social medias instagram at drinking blue Kool-Aid, twitter at drinking <laughs> lines or i'm sorry x <laughs> it's it's cuz you're, you're being, or whatever you're too called. busy being a dad and not reading lions news. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> what do you guys think about Twitter being X now? I... <laughs> I'm excited. I I'm just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I never cared much for Twitter to begin with, so it doesn't mean much to me. We should care. Why don't Why? you care? You should care more. About Twitter? I don't know. I mean X? Yeah. I don't know. Um, what else did I want to touch on today? Oh, Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. The Lions continue to bring up his name. He continues to be linked to the Lions. He's just sitting around there, kind of um, uh, to take Nate Sutfield's job. Um, I'm not sure what the, what the Lions are planning with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, why this is still swirling? I'm kind of confused. Like, what if he was going to come to the Lions? Why isn't it? Yeah, and, and they're talking like Sudfield's playing really good right now in practice, story. too. Mm-hmm. Well, they say that about yeah. everybody. I have a feeling it's Teddy Bridgewater leading the dance. I mean, he has – I mean, we don't need him, but he has really all the leverage in the sense that – I mean, Dan Campbell's like, been speaking some, highly of him in press conferences. But, yeah, so. like we're courting <laughs> him. Like he's the kind of guy that like – he has enough clout in this league to, I feel like, sit around and kind of pick his shot. Like someone's going to need a backup quarterback – at some point this season, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's in any urgent rush to get on an er, like start a season roster. I just don't like. I, I think he's kind of got the backup quarterback journeyman thing down, and he can wield a little bit of power because his reputation is so strong. Like, I mean, you think of him, and people automatically think you know top tier backup, low low tier starter, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, I'm just saying, I, I don't think he's in any rush. To, sort of like Sue, like you know, pick his team. Maybe he'll get a quarterback, a Super Bowl run type thing. He's in no rush. That's, that's my theory, anyway. And we don't need him. We're not in any rush either to get him. So yeah, I don't think we are. That's what, that's what confuses me most about it all. Uh, well, I think they want to add to the competition. Like, because if you add someone like him, like it only pushes everyone to be better. 
And he does it more of a resume than Sudfeld as and far as he's played a lot of games and certainly. had some success. Yeah. Won games. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Sudfeld said that the Lions have been in constant communication with him about signing Teddy Bridgewater one way or another. Um, so, there's that too. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, uh, otherwise, uh, you know, this is the early part of training camp. Did, did you guys have anything you wanted to touch I on do. that I didn't have in my uh, outline? But I know you guys. You guys can't oh, really okay. say much because you didn't see the show. There's a show called Quarterbacks out there produced by Peyton Manning, which follows the lives of three quarterbacks through the whole season last year, uh, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and uh, Patrick Mahomes. And it's quite a fascinating look into their lives as quarterbacks and as just people. And uh, this one, the one, ep- one of the episodes, they go into the playbook and stuff. That you would not believe these play calls they make. It's just on frickin' real. Some of these, like, it's it's such another language, man. It's so, some of these play calls are just absolutely bizarre. <laughs> I I don't even know how you remember half the stuff they, they it's just so crazy. I I couldn't Give even us an do example. it. I, I'd like to try, but it'd be really hard. <laughs> and uh, are, did, did I miss something? Are no, we no, sponsored no. by uh, Peyton Manning? I just wanted to bring. I just wanted to bring it up for the reason that I thought it was a fascinating look into the. I, I, which makes me even more curious now because if they continue to show on, I'm sure they'll go on with different quarterbacks. So I'm just trying to think who I would like to see next year. And I'd, I'd kind of like to see Jared Goff. And I'd like to Obviously see. Obviously, uh, Jared Goff. What's his name from the Bengals? Uh, I would like to see. Uh, oh, Joe I don't know. Burrow. It was just an interesting show. So if anybody seen it out there, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. But it's a good watch. It's only like it's eight episodes. UJ recommends. UJ, here's one play call. Green right, X shift to Viper right, 382, X stick, looky. That, that's one call that's in the show I'm reading on here. It's so obvious what that means. I, I don't uh, get how you're it, It's just amazing, though, some of these things. I had something. Oh. Who did? Ah. Matt Man, Stafford. Uh, oh, really? Oh, show, But he declined. Uh, bringing up Matt Stafford. Have you heard about his situation going on over there in L.A.? Uh, Where they nope. tried to ask him to like take a pay cut so they could rebuild oh. this team. Interesting. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers just took a big yeah. pay cut with the Jets. Uh, that, was inter- that was interesting. Like a, several million. Like did he? Million. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, what's his point? Of, what, what's the point of being there if you're not like even extending his career at this point if he ain't trying to win yeah. at all? His salary cap hit this year is one point three wow. million. Uh, that's what he neg- cut it down to. I, I, it, it's deferred to future years, uh, but he doesn't need the money right now. Clearly, uh, <laughs> so. Um, I also have a. I thought that was interesting. And Herbert got paid a bag five years, two hundred sixty-five million dollars, and Burrow's expected to go higher than that. And that's after Patrick Mahomes. Actually, the Patrick Mahomes deal looks great now. Uh, Ten years, $450 yeah. million. Dollars. Uh, a lot of that was up front, too, so it's going to be cheaper down the line. Mm. And, the, um, and don't forget the Lions only have two years left on Jared Goff's deal. So, and uh, That's another thing the Lions has to consider. He's already the highest paid guy on the team, and he is. if he plays like he did last year, he will be on a very, very cheap deal. Uh, compared to the rest of the quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL, so just something to keep on uh, keep a lookout for. Yeah, 
I have uh, something else I wanted to address too, uh, just because I'm I'm really excited about it. They launched their uh, inside the den is coming up with their first app. They announced it's coming mid July, so it should be soon. That's um, a Detroit Lions version of Hard Knocks, right? Yeah, like, well, I mean, no, it's just there. Yeah, I mean, kinda like, but like, they do it year round. But like, um, I'm excited because I think this year they're going to try to take a lot of the lessons from Hard Knocks because I think it's worth noting that the Lions are setting the standard for like multimedia as a team, in my opinion. Hmm. Like the way they're covering everything, the little social media things they do are just, I think, brilliant. And uh, I'm really excited to see what they do with this inside the den for their training camp edition. I, I like come on they gotta at least show us some like someone doing like a damn rookie song or something right like <laughs> i'm really excited to see like jack campbell do it because he's so like quiet and reserved like i would love to at least hear the story or see but like i don't know i'm just i'm excited you know like because they've yeah. done a really good job with that and they had the hard knocks to learn from last year like i i don't see how you don't capitalize on that, that and do your own version of sort of hard knocks. Did you see the video of Jack Campbell's girlfriend uh, jumping off the back of the boat and tackling him off the <laughs> no, wakeboard? No. Uh, no? What? Yeah, he was, he was wakeboarding, and then his girlfriend jumps off the back of the boat <laughs> to tackle him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> video yeah. Sounds like you got a keeper summer. there. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> so uh, maybe he's got some personality. I don't know who posted that. I don't know if he did or what, but I saw it floating around. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, he probably shouldn't be doing that too much, though. That sounds like risky behavior. We don't need him being like a, like <laughs> Joseph Fourier or something, tripping on his damn dog. Nah. Yeah. DeAndre Levy getting hurt while parachuting or some shit. <laughs> Joseph Fourier, that did not last long, did it? It was. Uh, it was. Talk about you know, <laughs> stars burning the brightest or the shortest or whatever. Like, holy smokes, he had what a stretch. He was just put a touchdown machine. For like, what was it, like yeah. half a season or something? And yes. then he just, he got hurt his ankle chasing his dog around his house and then just never was heard from again. <laughs> like, and he had like a whole personality yeah, he's, thing he's going boss. and like, it was like, he was a fan favorite. He was. And who was his bash brother? Yeah. Uh, was it the kicker? Wasn't it like No, uh, punter, right? Or the punter. Or who was it? Sam well, Martin. Sam Martin, yeah, I think it was Sam Martin. Sam Martin, Martin were like buddies and that was like the whole relationship and then like. Man, talk about a bummer, though. Yeah, he really talk about flaming out. The last we uh, the the football world has seen of him is uh, he attempted to come back with the Arizona Hotshots in the Alliance of America wow. Football League uh, that then mm. ended up getting terminated during COVID. But uh, <laughs> oh, he, he didn't even make it to COVID because he got cut b- before the season started in January of COVID year. <laughs> Must have been the worst ankle injury ever. <laughs> like, what the heck happened? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Same with DeAndre Levy. It's fun while it lasts. Short but sweet. Well, yeah. I, Levy had a little more success than Fourier. Um, yeah, he had a few years. Yeah, one Fourier great year. One, one year. Uh, one just spectacular year, though. That year, I, I just just a little reminisce just a little bit. That year, that defense with DeAndre Levy and Dominic and Sue. Was it Kyle Vandenbosch, Ezekiel Ansa? Uh do we still have Cliff Averill then, or did Tullock, he leave? Was it yeah. uh, he was there. Either way, that defense, Tulloch, like, oh, uh, Glover Quinn. Oh, man, that was, like, such an awesome defense. Slay. Uh, Especially in the run game. It was yeah. one of the best run defenses in the, in the NFL in a while. So good. 
their numbers went up a little at the end of the season to get away from historic numbers, but they're yeah. very, very, very good. Yeah, if only we didn't have Joe Lombardi <laughs> as our coordinator. Uh, as a coordinator. I can't believe I still can't believe he got yeah. hired again by another NFL team with a, a promising young quarterback. It's so unreal. <laughs> Like, oh man! I guess when you got uh, the name Lombardi in the NFL, just nothing sticks to you. Huh? I suppose. I suppose, <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. Um, but then, yep. yeah. But unlike but then again, Matt Patricia was made the offensive coordinator of the Patriots. <laughs> so tell me how that makes sense. <laughs> I will oh say this: God. you know, UJ, you never liked no. Jim Caldwell too much. Um, but if that same situation happened under Dan Campbell. We saw it with Anthony Lynn. If it wasn't working, he fired That's him right. mid season. He got rid of him. Jim Caldwell openly spoke about not after he got fired that he knew midway through the season that it just wasn't vibing well. They had two totally different ways to prep for these games. Like the Saints like to prep the night before, and Jim Caldwell like wanted it weeks in advance and stuff. Like just the totally yeah. different pages in how they operate. And Jim Caldwell stuck with him through the whole season it cost him if they change you're talking about Lombardi yes I'm talking about Jim Caldwell not being able to fire Lombardi oh I never heard that story that's fascinating I didn't know Jim Caldwell talked about that so he even sucks more than Uh, I thought yeah well either him or Lombardi I can't remember who talked about it but uh I mean the problem with that was probably the fact that they were winning it's hard to fire someone when you're yeah because they had an elite defense that year (laughs) well they had an elite defense they had Matt Stafford Calvin Johnson and speaking of Mike Matt Stafford, Calvin Johnson, and maybe the most important piece was uh, Theo Riddick, because those all those damn comebacks, like yes. that saved us so many times. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that's that kept probably kept Lombardi's job. He rode those those excellent talents. Definitely. Well, we are going to wrap this up. Um, and, you know, this is just the beginning of training camp. I always come on here thinking, all right, we're just going to keep it like short. We don't have too much to talk about. It's the beginning of training camp. And then here we are at minute 50. So perfect. <laughs> we can talk about the Lions another two to three hours, you know, until, you know. Until we fall asleep. Just Yeah, until there's enough Kool-Aid. Uh, the Kool-Aid's run dry. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, nonetheless, the Kool-Aid never runs out. What am I talking about? Uh, That's right. I want to thank the listeners for tuning in here, getting ready for this upcoming Super Bowl season for the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, we cannot wait to follow along with you. Now that we're in at the start of training camp, Friday is when the pads go on. We're going to hear yeah. a lot about Ooh. ups and downs of training camp. Can't wait to hear all that. Um, we want to thank our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. All right. Thanks, Kid J, uh, for producing the podcast. And thank you to sidelinereport.com for hosting the podcast. Always greatly appreciate that. Twitter or X at <laughs> Drinking Lions. Uh, Twitter is easier to say than X on a podcast uh, to me. It's smoother. Anyways, so, what is uh, an X? What is the, what's the verb now? Because like it used to be like I tweeted. What do you do now when you put out an X? You I X'd X dude yeah. X'd out today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know. Uh, some people crossed because X crosses things. I don't know. Cross? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the uh, what the 
<laughs> it's like when they changed uh, the Sears Towers to Willis Tower. Like, I don't. There was uh, a lot of people who were saying that actually when they announced the exchange. Like, hey, you know, people still call the Sears Tower the Sears Tower, even though it's called the Willis Tower now, or I think even something right. different now. Uh, it's well, always so now is Twitter available? <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I go, can we go get that na- domain name? Like, I don't. It's such a weird concept because it's it's like an institution at this point. Right. Yeah, it's it's very uh, odd that you buy something for $44 billion and then decide to change the name. <laughs> you right. bought something that, that was worth this much money. Now you're just going to rebrand it. Oh, if you have it. Elon Musk money, you can do anything <laughs> yeah, you want. It's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. His little hobby. Um, it's true. Yeah, yeah, his little multi-billion dollar hobby. Well, it'd be fascinating to follow what's going on there. Um, Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool-Aid. Oh, that was the other, yeah, X.com is actually owned by Meta, which is the mark, the Facebook uh, corporation. So, that, and then and they just came out with Threads, which is like a Twitter rival. Uh, what in the world? But anyway, I thought that was interesting. We're, uh, sorry, you know, we're, we're going off on tangent here. At, right when we're wrapping up the podcast. Um, this is what people stick around else. for. Z, they want to hear the. I have the, nothing else. Our, yeah. <laughs> We'll be back next week talking about uh, the first week of pads and all the other news that comes along with that. We're really excited. Again, it's the first week of training camp. NFL season is about 40 days away, 5, 30, 35, 43 days away. Uh, (laughs) And I cannot, I was doing math in real time there. Really exciting for the listeners. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you're still listening now, you guys really are like Yeah. You really do drink the Buku if you're still listening now. <laughs> Thank you everybody for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, let's go. Please, go. go. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.